Welcome to me again, week 36 record breaking, and it was a fairly insane week where I break a 3D printer, I go to my baby girl's first birthday party, and I decide to set a world record. And you'll hear all about it on this week's episode of Me Again, a self-help podcast about helping myself. Hey everybody, it's me again, and I had a... I, I think I want to call it a normal day, because part of me is like, it was a rough day. But compared to last week, I'm like, it was actually pretty medium. It was in between. Um, because, yeah, I had a few bad moments happen today, but luckily it all kind of evens out, I think. Mostly out of, like, positive outlook, I think. But uh, for now, let's get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for? Today, I am grateful for Donald Glover. Just, like, as a person, as a dude... He is an inspiration. He's probably one of my biggest inspirations. He's a guy I really respect because he is a guy who went from like doing stuff on the internet. I don't think people remember this, but like Donald did stuff with a group called Derek Comedy back in like 2008, 2009. And I remember this was before he did Community or anything else. And I remember seeing him then show up on Community and going, Oh my god, it's the guy from Derek Comedy. And then from there, he grew to have a com- his own comedy special. And I'm like, what? And just seeing how far he's gone from, like, doing silly little things on the internet all the way up to being Simba <laughs> and being um, Lando Calrissian and all the places he's gone, it is enough for me to be like, you know what? Maybe doing silly little things on the internet may pay off. Maybe if I keep at it and I keep working and keep making connections, I can do everything I want. And it's also because, like, he's a, he was, at least back in the day, a comedy dude. He did community. He did stand-up. He did Derek comedy. No one really knew him for anything outside of that. And then he grew to have, like, an amazing rap career as Childish Gambino. He grew to do Atlanta. He grew to have, like, all of these really great serious moments, but also comedy. And he's a guy who, like, he is his own man. Like, I was watching an interview with him, and he goes, the reason I left Community is because it's not my show. I want to do my stuff. And that's something I can very much respect. So I love Donald Glover. Huge respect to him. Grateful for him today. He gave me that shot of inspiration I needed. Now, what did I do that was awesome? And um, not that much, honestly. I went to the office. I Oh, wait a minute. I know what I did that was awesome. I had my baby walk to me. The baby walked, y'all. Like, firstly... I am in a competition with my mom to see how many firsts we can get from the baby. And my mom came to my room and said, the baby walked towards me. And I was like, is there a video? No, there's no video. It didn't happen. And so then I went downstairs and was just grabbing the baby and putting her on her feet and being like, come here, come here. And she'll only do like two or three steps. She is not going on like strides, but I got... A, the first video of her walking is her walking to me. Second, I got her first run because that baby bolted towards me at one of the times because she'll walk like three feet and then just collapse in front of me. It was so cute. So that's one of the things I did that was awesome. I got to do a lot of editing. Editing last week's episode of me again was a little rough. 
I'm sorry, y'all. I know last week's episode was rough. I'm very, very sorry. And then the other thing I did that's awesome is something I'm about to do, which is I'm getting home early, 1030, and tomorrow is Memorial Day, so Emily's off work. So I am very uh, grateful for the fact that I get to stay up late tonight playing in the VR helmet. And it's been a while since I bought this game called The Room. I think I talked about it on the show. But it's a puzzle box game, so I'm going to play the VR version of it, and I'm very excited for that. Now, what did I do that was not awesome? And I had, like, three things, three things that weren't awesome today. Number one, I walked in the living room, and Emily was watching The Last Mimsy. Follow me, follow me on this one. I then drank some coffee, and The Last Mimsy might be one of the worst films I've ever seen. If you like it, I'm sorry, but I hated it. So I'm sitting there complaining. I could feel my heart rate raising. Meanwhile, I'm holding Ripley. Ripley's crawling all over me and like poking me and stuff. So I've got that. I've got my heart rate spiking because of coffee, and then also, and then it just led to going from like. You know when you go too far in a tickle fight and the other person is like, hey, literally stop, I'm done? That's what my body did. Because I went so hard that my body went, no, you're done, no more, no more, absolutely not. And so I may have had a minor anxiety attack that led to me having to go to the bedroom and lay down for like two hours just staring at my phone doing nothing. And it was so bad. It was the weirdest anxiety attack of all time because Emily's staring. At first, she was like, are you all right? And I'm like, no. She was like, oh, wait, this is serious. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what it is either. So I had to message her like, because apparently I jinxed myself after last week talking about like, I don't get those anxiety attacks where I don't talk anymore because then that was what happened so I had to text her I have no idea what's happening so uh, luckily I recovered from that went to the house and then the second thing I did that wasn't awesome happened because I don't think I did it I don't know if I did it I might have done it but the 3d printer broke like not the main part of it but like the led screen that like will display your prints and everything and let you choose straight up broke like it's just showing the background light of the screen no menus to scroll through so i'm probably i've already messaged the company that makes the printer and i think all i need to do is replace a motherboard but that sucked that was bad third one wasn't even something i did but it sucks is I like two weeks ago I told you guys I applied for unemployment yeah apparently they had to contact my employer to make sure that like there was no funny business like I'm not lying and was like I wasn't fired uh so yeah they haven't gotten back to it so I'm very angry (laughs) I'm very angry I'm like hey guys I need money I need money very bad please I need my family is a one income house right now so I'd very much like this money if you'd like to get back to it and now finally how did I help myself and um, it's honestly going back to it taking myself out of that very hyper stimulating situation of having to watch a garbage ass movie The Last Mimsy and having a baby crawl on me and drinking coffee and having all this happen to me at once just taking myself out of that and then putting myself in a dark room where all I had to focus on was on my phone. And then in addition to that, I was very grateful for the fact that I wasn't dumb and got on like Twitter 
which is a mess right now. I mean, it always is, but it was a mess, especially these last few days. Instead, took myself out of all of that and just watched some very nice, calming YouTube videos for a few. And then when I went uh, went to the office while I was prepping, I was watching some ASMR to kind of relax me. So it was straight up, I've gotten very good lately about this, is recognizing, oh no, I am drastically overstimulated in this situation. Uh, I am, I'm gonna kind of tip and fall over and go off the deep end if I don't get out of it and then recognizing that and quickly getting out of it before anything too severe happens because after a while it went from a panic attack to just me being like I just need to lay here for a few like (laughs) like I was like I'm able to talk but I'm just gonna stay here just in case uh so yeah that is that's what I did to help myself was remove myself from that situation and get to get to calmer waters for a few. And then another thing I did to help myself was actually write, actually flex those muscles. Because it's hard because I got out of it for a few weeks. And so now actually getting back in, don't, if you are a writer like me and you're out of the game, don't stress out about it. Don't stress about like, I've got to get 50 pages done or I've got to do this. Just do something. And I feel like that might be the official catchphrase of this show is just just do something. You don't got to do all of the something. You don't even have to do 10% of the something, but just do something and it'll get you going. It'll get you excited and it'll keep you going. So that is what I did to help myself today was I just did something. But for now, I'm going to go in, jump in that VR helmet and have some fun. And I will see you guys tomorrow. it's me again and I had a weird day like it wasn't good it wasn't bad but it was really weird feeling like I've got a weird feeling in my bones about it I woke up it was Memorial Day so Emily got to stay at home and she let me rest for a while which God bless her for that and then just kind of hung around the house and ate and then came to the house and actually worked like I wrote I was supposed to write tonight and I went through it then me and Blake had a great recording session and then I did something That might be the craziest thing I've ever done, but we will talk about that when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for the VR helmet. I am. I'm sorry. Like I said yesterday, I I said I was going to go home and spend all night in it, and I did. And today, I kind of just want to talk about how grateful I am for, like, the updates that have come to the quest, because they've added this thing called pass-through. And what pass-through does is... It allows you to see what the cameras in front of the VR helmet do. Usually they're just there to kind of measure the space in front of you, make sure you're not going to bump into anything. But with pass-through, I can tap on the side of my my helmet, essentially, and be able to look through and see what's happening. In other words, like, last night I was drinking something, so I passed through, found the drink, drank it, put it back, and then went back into the VR world. And it's really cool. In fact, um... Usually in the VR helmet, it'll put you in like this kind of weird, cozy, like nice little apartment that you get to hang out with. And that's where the main the main menu is. You can actually set that to pass through. So now when I go to the menu, I can see what's going on around me. So that was cool. Uh, I played the room VR. That was amazing. It's very creepy, but it was amazing. And then the coolest thing I did is the fact that it now has hand tracking. 
So you can put down your controllers and just use your hands in VR, and it's such a bizarre feeling. But I downloaded, I think it's called Elixir. It's uh, apparently Facebook produced it, and it allows you to kind of understand all of the different things your hands can do in there. And what Elixir is, is you go into this world where you're kind of a witch's assistant. So you're hanging out, you're helping the witch, and then you let loose these weird eyeballs. And the eyeballs fly around and cause chaos. They transform your hands. So you start off with normal hands. And then, like, at one point I put my hands in this cauldron, and they came out as, like, weird octopus hands and then there was this kind of hellfire thing I put my hands in it pulled out I had dragon talents it was very cool I was very excited just to see it because then uh, the only controls they tell you is if you pinch your fingers you can select things or move them around but in the game I was realizing like oh if I make a fist um, like the dragon hands has wolverine claws that come out or it makes a squishing sound with the uh, the tentacle hands it was really cool I loved it a lot so I'm grateful for the quest and how many cool things they're coming out with it now what did I do that was awesome and there's two things one I wrote and I know that don't sound like a much but after how hard it's been to get into writing, just sitting down and, like I said yesterday, doing something. Just writing a little bit. Because I didn't write a lot. Like, I had a lot of ideas floating through my head, but after writing episodic pro wrestling for so long, it does get a little bit difficult to come up with, keep interest in what you're in. So I would jump around and be like, oh, what do I want to do in October? It would be fun to do this. And then jump back, and now that I've got the inspiration in my head of you know, kind of like feeling like, oh, I am creative uh, going back and writing. It was really good. That was one thing I did that was awesome. But what I did that was more awesome might be the most insane thing I've ever thought to do. And it's attempt to set a Guinness World Record. Because as you guys know, I produce a lot of podcasts. Every week, I think I release about six different episodes of random podcasts. Which is why I... It's not an official Guinness World Record yet, but I did submit an application, and I pray they say it, because I apparently it takes 12 weeks for them to get back, and that is 12 weeks where I'm going to be working hard to attempt to have the most podcast appearances in a single year. I'm aiming for 500, which I thought was a lowball number until I realized, oh, wait a minute, even producing six episodes a week would only yield about 300 episodes. So I am going to have to go crazy on podcast appearances. I think I mathed it out and it was like, you're going to have to be on six different extra shows a week. And I'm not going to go too crazy. I think I'm going to only guest on two other shows and then do uh, voice acting for the rest of it. And just pray the voice acting carries me through. Because they ask for a description and so I put like any appearance counts. Whether that be voice acting, uh, hosting guesting, whatever. As long as it is a fresh new appearance and not pre-recorded, you're good. And so I'm very nervous, but I am going to try to get the world record for most podcast appearances in a single year. So I'm going to make a video tomorrow basically explaining what I'm doing and asking all of my favorite podcasts, like, I know this is weird, but hell, <laughs> and just see if they see who reaches back out, see what happens, and just see how many I can get in a year. Because I said 500, but it may end up being like 350. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go hard in the paint for it. Now, what did I do that wasn't awesome? And like I said, it was a weird day. It was a very weird. I felt floaty all day, if that makes sense. I felt very 
out of it throughout the entire day. And I guess it's like a, it's depression. It's a symptom of depression to kind of feel outside of myself, a little removed. So that was one thing. And it was just, it was hard for me to stay connected to anybody today. You know, I I mean, at one point I did feel a little bit connected. I rejoined uh, the two dorks uh, discord, which is my friends, Smash and uh, Steve, why did I forget Steven's name? And why did I call him Steve? That was gross. Uh, but they do a podcast there, and it's uh, they have a Discord. So I joined that to talk to them again. Ooh, another thing I got very excited about was the fact that they released the schedule, or uh, the tim- tentative first draft of the schedule for Dragon Con this year, which may not even happen, but uh, I'm very excited if it does, because I saw a lot of panels that I know I'd really, really want to be on. So I'm very excited about that. But... Outside of that, I was very distant. I was very kind of uh, away, away kind of in my head all day. Uh, And at one point, I I feel like I handled it well, but CJ was like, I don't think you guys like me because we had to discipline him. And I was trying to cook and he was getting on our way. So I was just very politely be like, hey, get out of here. I have to work. And so he's like, I don't think you guys like me. And so that was a moment of me being like, instead of being sensitive and being like, oh, no, I understand that we're being mean. And I did outwardly say this. I was outwardly to him like, no, we say these things because we care about you and we want you to be a great person. We want you to grow up well. That's why we keep you studying and we keep you watching stuff that will make you smart. That's why. It's because we love you. It's because we care about you. So I said it outwardly, but inwardly, I was very disconnected. Inwardly, I was very much like, come on, dude, quit trying to get attention. Why would you say that? And that's not the right way to approach your kid. Um, So, yeah, luckily, outwardly, I did the right thing. Inwardly, though, bad reaction. Now, what did I do to help myself? And it's the fact that Emily came home with CJ and Ripley and looked at me and was like, can we have lunch? And I said, yeah, sure. And... If you talked to Scotty a week ago, that version of Scotty would have said, let's DoorDash cheesecake, or let's do this, or let's do that. No, this version of Scotty said, I'm going to sous vide some chicken and make a very healthy meal to end the, or to begin the day. So we had grill, or I guess kind of grilled, because I grilled it afterwards to get a nice sear on it, but chicken breast and uh, mashed potatoes, and it was so delicious. It was very, very good. The only bad thing was the fact that I didn't realize Emily hadn't made something for CJ for lunch, and I was cooking for me and her. And there was a miscommunication, meaning after CJ and I had the conversation about, like, no, 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 we don't, like, we love you, that's why. After having to say all that, I was then like, oh, hey, bud, by the way, you're going to have to fend for yourself. Uh, But we did split up the chicken. It wasn't as much, it wasn't as filling, but the boy realized that we loved him. So that was good. But for now, I'm going to go inside, get some relaxation on, and hopefully be able to wake up tomorrow early enough to maybe get in some meditation. Because I think at this point, my my brain needs some rest. It needs some meditation. It needs some calm. And uh, I think that might be the only way to get it right now, because I am in a bit of a depressive rut. And I don't want to be there anymore. I don't like it. Uh, so yeah, I will see you guys when I do that and after I ask all of my favorite podcasts to help me break a world record tomorrow. Hey everybody, it's me again. And I <laughs> today just got very good for a very dumb reason, which is have you ever like put on a pair of pants and found a $20 bill in the pocket and got real excited? That's how I feel right now because... 
I was putting something in my car and I said, what's this weird little capsule down here? Picked it up. It is a full cup of the seasoning they put on the breadsticks at Pizza Hut. Apparently, like we got Pizza Hut last weekend and I ordered like an extra cup of that seasoning. I thought they forgot it. Turns out it fell in the car, meaning I just got some delicious Pizza Hut seasoning right now and I'm very happy about it. Anyways, let's get into the actual show because it was a very fast day. I woke up late, but we'll talk about that again later. And so I guess we can just get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for the fact that I, there's a new ASMR video out, and I'm very excited about it. I'm sorry. I know it's weird, but, like, uh, as I've talked about in the past, my favorite ASMRist is Miss GB ASMR. And she released a video a couple months back called, like, Professional Worry m- r- Removal, and it was the most adorable sleep-inducing thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I loved the character she made for it. I loved the world-building she did for it. And the worry, anytime when an ASM artist releases a video like that, is you're like, oh, this is it. There's no more. Like, she did one a long time ago where she was a, um, she was an elf, and it was around Christmas, and she was one of Santa's elves, and her job was to disguise you by, you know, doing surgery on your ears. And it was prepping you. Like, it wasn't actual surgery, because I don't think that would be relaxing. I was like, oh, this is, it's for Christmas. This is the only one I'm going to get. And then she made more. My point is, she made another professional worry removal. And that's the only reason I'm up so late, is because I had to watch it. I had to watch it, get the relaxation in. I love that now, like, I'm happy ASMR is to a point now where, like, five years ago... It was kind of taboo to bring up. It was a little weird of a concept. And it still is. It's still a weird thing. But more people enjoy it, so it's less weird to talk about. Because, like, back then, I'd be like, oh, cool, there's a new ASMR video, I guess. Meanwhile, now, like, I saw the notification pop up, and I was like, oh, hell yeah! It's time! Let's go! Let's go! So I'm very excited. It was a very good video. If you like ASMR, check out GB's Professional Worry Removals. Now, what did I do that was awesome? And there wasn't that much, because like I said, I woke up late, but I did get to make something I've never made before, and that's garlic confit, which doesn't, it sounds impressive, right? It sounds like this exotic sauce or something made with garlic and uh, exquisite herbs. Now, what garlic confit is, is you put garlic and some olive oil and put it in the sous vide for four hours, and that's it. It's just soft garlic. That's all it is. So I've got a jar of soft garlic. And the reason why it's what I did that was awesome is because I put in some work for this, y'all. I didn't think I'd have to because I'm like, oh, it's just garlic. No, I had to peel a cup of garlic. And if you've ever peeled a single bulb of garlic, you know that's a lot. So I had to sit there and just like for the rest of the day, get just good garlic stink on me. Oh, another thing that I did that was awesome is I got new soap. Uh, thanks to my dad, he ordered some stuff from Duke Cannon, which is the most ridiculous name for a company of all time, but basically they're the company who are gonna, like, we make soap for men. If you want to smell like scotch, bacon, and burning rubber, come to Duke Cannon. Boom! So uh, he ordered from them because, of course, he did. And he got me soap that smells like Buffalo Trace bourbon, one of my favorite bourbons. So I was like, 
oh, hell yeah. And then he got me, like, new shampoo. And, man, just getting a new smell on you feels so good. Like, I stepped out of the shower and was like, ooh, I smell oaky. And then the shampoo I got was, like, kind of orange, citrusy. So I was like, I smell like a cocktail waiting to be made. So that's what I did that was awesome. Now, what did I do that wasn't awesome? And I guess I didn't eat healthy because... I was I didn't have the sous vide available because I was making squishy garlic, so I wasn't able to actually make like chicken or anything. So we ordered pizza. So that was one thing. Um, but the main thing I did that was not awesome is I slept in so late, and I had so many opportunities to not sleep in. Like I woke up super early with Ripley. Her grandma came to get her, and I was perfectly awake. I was playing on my phone. Went back to sleep. Woke up around eleven. Oh, it's eleven. I should probably get to the office now. Went back to sleep, woke up about noon. Okay, let's be serious. Let's wake up. Let's just play on the phone for a little bit, and then we'll get head over. Then I woke up at 1, <laughs> and I think ultimately I finally ended up getting up around 2, and then prepped the garlic confit, and then uh, had that running, and then I realized, oh no, I've got to be at the office tonight. So I messaged Emily about it, and she was not happy, which is one of the things I did to help myself today, which is by helping my family, I helped myself, because Emily was like, hey, I kind of wanted to see you tonight, and I don't want you to be at the office all night while I'm here with two screaming crazy babies. And so I said, okay. And what I did was I decided to go to the office for a little bit because I did have to upload something. And I feel like uploads are important. Editing can be negotiated, but... Uploading and getting stuff to you guys on time is very important to me. So I ran to the house, got things uploaded, wrote wrote a little bit, and then immediately came back. And actually, I had a pretty fun night. CJ is very much in a mode where he wants to get thrown all the time, and I don't know why, but that boy loves to get thrown. So I got to throw him around the house, like power bomb him into the bed and all that. And my favorite is he asked for it, and then it's like, you hurt me. And I'm like, you asked to get power bombed. Don't look at me like I'm the bad guy when you looked at me like, hey, give me a Death Valley driver in, into the couch, and then you end up like in pain. Um, I don't hurt the child. I'm just going to let that be known right now. So that's one of the things I did to do, did to do to doubt myself. Uh, and then also watching that ASMR video, also enjoying some garlic confit. Like that, there was a lot to do, but the main thing I did to help myself was to think. Because uh, for our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash loadedbs, you guys know I recently checked out the first episode of me again and realized, like, a lot's changed since then. And the one thing I noticed is, like, I don't get into, like, meditations and my morning routine as much. And it's also because life is thrown completely out of whack right now and time is meaningless. But um, I sat there and I thought... Because I was thinking about like, oh man, I need to start eating healthy and I need to start meditating. I need to start doing all this. And I had this quick epiphany, which was like, that's not what I want. Like, and I know this sounds like, yeah, I don't want to do that. But like, I reevaluated my goals and actually thought about them because I realized stuff like, I don't want to be like eating chicken breast and rice every day. I don't want to be on that insane Dwayne The Rock Johnson diet. I don't want physically to do that, and I don't need to. Um, At the end of the day, what I want is to be able to be more active. I don't care about, like, you know, eating healthy and stuff like that. I mean, eventually I will, but, like, being able to focus your goals 
and get past this concept that I think I kind of held with high regard in the beginning of this podcast, which was this feeling of, oh, these people told me to do this, so I'm just going to regurgitate it and live my life by that instead of what I want and what I need. And I think right now what I want and what I need is to be able to be more active. And yes, a healthier diet will help with that, but at the end of the day, that just involves getting, I need to get moving more. That's what I want more than anything. And so... I think what I did most to help myself today was to see past all of the regurgitation that I used to do at the beginning of this show, which was essentially me saying like, oh, this person told me meditation helps, so I'm going to do meditating the way they told me to do it. Or like, oh, they said the vegan diet will help, so I'm going to do a vegan diet. Or this is going to help. They told me this is going to help me instead of listening to myself and trusting myself and seeing what I needed and listening to what I wanted because at the beginning of this show I I think one of the first episodes I listened back and I was like I ate an apple and rice today that's not what my body needed or what my body wanted like it was just me doing stuff other people told me to do and I think over the course of this show I've learned to listen to myself more than to other people like Here's the thing. Yes, listen to other people, but that doesn't mean automatically do it. Take it into consideration. Think and try it out. See if it's what your body wants. See if it's what you need. And if it is, keep keep at it. Keep going at it. But if it's not, it's okay to throw it away. For me, uh, the vegan diet was not working for me. It's something I'd like to try again, but at the end of the day, like I like cheese too much to fight me. I don't care. So um, looking back, it's it's very important to make sure to find what fits you. You are an independent, beautiful snowflake, which I know has some weird connotations, but screw it, snowflakes are pretty. You are an individual, which means that only you are going to know what you need more than anything else. Quit listening to other people, figure it out, figure out what you need, figure out what you want, and go get it. And right now, I need to go get some sleep. I also just realized I told all the people who tune into my self-help podcast for self-help advice to just do it themselves and ignore my advice. So that might not be the best idea. Hey, uh, ignore all the advice other than the advice I give you. (laughs) So I'm going to go inside, get some rest, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again, and I kind of had a net sum neutral day. It started off rough and then ended up ending very, very well. Very good ending to the day and I'm very excited to talk about it because the majority of the day I spent at home. I didn't do that much. I ordered Panera, which was... There's something about Panera. Like at first I was like, that's what was awesome today until I realized like, man... Everything, it's like always one thing. Panera messes up one thing and it tastes like floor cleaner. Today, it was a cold brew coffee, like frozen coffee thing. And I'm like, how do you mess up cold brew coffee to taste like floor cleaner? Because everything else is good. I had a cookie. That was good. I had a, a very nice uh, mac and cheese with a baguette. And I put some of my uh, garlic confit on it. Very, very good. So it's like one thing every time. I don't know why I've went on this tangent about Panera. Anyways, uh, but yeah, like I said, it was uh, a net neutral day for the most part. Uh, other than one person who was very kind invited me to their island to sell um, my turnips on Animal Crossing. So I ended up making like 
two, two and a half million bells. So I was very grateful for that. But what I'm even more grateful is the four pillars of awesomeness. And today, what I did that is awesome is also what I'm grateful for. Because I am grateful for making new friends. And tonight, I made some awesome new friends. And they are the hosts of the show Ride Rehab. Because usually when I guest on a podcast, which by the way, they're definitely going to have to release this in two parts, mean, meaning add that to the Scotty Moore um, world record-breaking run of podcast guesting. But uh, yeah, I, I did their show, and there's a moment during a show like that where it wasn't an interview. We just did their show, which is where we talked about Fantasyland at Disney. It was really, really awesome. We talked about what rides we liked, what we didn't. But we started, like, joking, as we are wont to do, and I realized our references matched up. Like, they were making jokes about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Drag Race and all kinds of, like, ancient Mayan mythology. And that's when I went, oh, these dudes are amazing. They're awesome. And so uh, we did their show. It was absolutely fantastic. We ended up going for two hours, even though I think we were only supposed to go an hour. But we went way over because of how much we liked talking about it. And they were just really good guys. And it also taught me to, like, get rid of any preconceived notions because they're part of the uh, Walt Disney World News Today network. And they kind of have a polarizing situation on Disney Twitter. I've not always been the biggest fan of them. In fact, uh, at one point after the show was over, they're like, what is your opinion? And I'm like, hey, I, I'm not always the biggest fan. I had a very political answer, luckily, say, revved up and ready. But I was very nervous because I'm like, the guy who runs Walt Disney World today is very... He's a very polarizing figure. He's a very rough figure. He's kind of rough around the edges. So I was very nervous going into it. Like, are these guys going to be good? And then they were amazing. They were so cool. And I was like, this is fantastic. I was so excited to get to talk to them and hang out with them and see, like, how much personality overlap there is. Because I feel like Disney fans are a rare breed. Because, like, there are the ones who are just like, hot princesses, they're fun. But then there are, like the weird ones, a.k.a. me, where it's not all princesses, it's more like Journey into Imagination was better in the 80s and stuff like that. And so those are the people who are have very weird, eclectic interests, and we're more interested in the nerdy side of it, and that's what they were like. So we, we definitely bonded, and it was just such a great episode, and I went into it with nothing. Like, I had a few remarks planned that I'd never even used, and uh, but it was still a fun time, and I was able to... It reminded me, like, oh, I am good at being creative on the spot, of talking about, like, um, Enchanted Tales with Belle, and thinking, oh, what if instead it was, like, a mirror maze, but in Alice... It was in Wonderland, and if you went down the wrong way, the Cheshire Cat would come out, and stuff like that. And it was really good improv practice, just going back and forth, and I had very very good time talking to them. They're really good dudes. Um, when those episodes come out, I'll hopefully post them on Twitter. So you guys definitely need to check those out. Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Give me all your follows. Now, what did I do that was not awesome? And like I said, this morning sucked because last night I was up watching videos a little bit too late. I think it was around like 1.32. And Emily came in and goes, can you try to get the baby back to sleep? And I said, I can try. Yeah, sure. Baby kept me up till 3.30 in the morning and then woke me up again at like 9. So I was grumpy all morning. It was full on like 
Baby woke me up. Put baby in baby crib. Turn on Mickey Mouse. Play Animal Crossing. I was in uh, at a very animalistic mode all morning of just like just do basics. This make happy. Do this. Do that. Um, and nothing really benefiting me. Even though I could have like cleaned the kitchen because our kitchen's looking rough, or I could have wrote something, or I could have been more productive. And I guess that leads into what I did to help myself. Well, I'm breezing past this episode or this segment today. Um, what I did to help myself today was kind of a realization. And I had it while watching, uh, wrestling promos. So like uh, just to prep for writing JWF and stuff like that, I'll watch old wrestling promos and get inspired and see these guys who were like the top villain or the top good guy and see how they spoke to the audience, the words they use, the passion they spoke with. So then I can draw that into my writing and my performances on JWF. And I was watching them and, uh, I was watching, Cody, who's one of my favorite wrestlers, and he was just talking about, like, his passion and his work ethic, and it reminded me of the fact that, like I said a couple days ago, when I started this show, I was very hard in the paint of getting everything done, but A, it wasn't things I wanted to do, it was things people told me I should want to do, and then B, I realized I was going so hard that I was kind of flipping myself out before I could even do anything. I was doing too much, overloading myself and going crazy. But then I, it, it watching that promo reminded me like how much I went to the, I've went to the other side of the needle where I was, where the needle was on, oh, go, 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 go crazy, go crazy, feel guilty about yourself and think you're a bad person if you don't work. And now I flip to the it's all right if you don't work, man. Do whatever. I'm like the stoner hanging out in the back of the van. Like, it's all right. It's cool. And it kind of it lit a fire under my ass to, like, get up, get at it, start kicking ass like I know I can and like you guys deserve. Like, you guys are my audience. You guys deserve to have me waking up every day and trying my best to put out the best product for you, not relying on just having okay episodes and not relying on just having okay things. And so that was definitely a wake-up call. It was definitely a big kick in the ass to remind me of, like, why I do this and how much harder I could be working. Yes, I do work hard, but I'm, I can feel when I'm not working hard enough, especially on shows like Opposite Attractions where I'll stumble in and write something at the very last minute. When, when the show started, I would go and create these insane ideas. So I, uh, I, I think I want to go in tonight after I get in and go to my, like my Google calendar on a day like, uh, to, no, no, today where I had Ripley all day. And so in my Google calendar, all I write is family. So I can do whatever I want. Instead, I want to go in and write specific things to do at home, whether that be clean, read, study, do whatever. And I think the worry I had for a while was, oh, no, what if I wake up late? It doesn't matter. Just do it. Do what you can. Like, just look at the Google Calendar, see what you can fit in. And I think that'll inspire me a little bit more to stop playing Animal Crossing all the time, get off my damn phone, and work. Because I know there's more I could be doing. And to be honest, the only reason I'm not is laziness. It's not any mental health thing. It's not helping me in any way 
to do things as lazily as I have been. So that was a good realization I had today. That is how I helped myself. Like I said, it was a kick-ass end to the day, getting that fire lit under my ass, doing this amazing show with these guys, uh, meeting these great people, making these great connections, realizing that, oh, these people you vilified on Twitter for so long are actually pretty cool. (laughs) So it was a good time. Uh, I can't wait for that episode to come out for you guys to check it out. But for now, I'm going to go inside... Get some rest, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Hey, everybody. It's me again, and it's Friday. I did not record yesterday for reasons we will get into in a few minutes, but uh, today kind of sucked. I'm not going to lie. Mostly for what I did yesterday, and I'm sure we can all guess, but we will talk about it when we get to there. Um, yeah, it was it was just a rough kind of day. Yesterday was amazing. That's half the reason I'm mad at myself for not recording last night, and I'm still going to bring it up. I'm just going to combine both days into one thing, but yeah, I felt like crap all day. Then I watched Space Force, which is something I was very excited to watch, and it ended up being a little bit disappointing, and then... The, uh, the queen I didn't want to win on Drag Race 1, and I'm very salty about it, but it's okay, whatever. Let's just get into the four pillars of awesomeness so I can cheer myself up. Uh, what am I grateful for today? And today I'm grateful for members of my tribe. And by members of my tribe, I mean people I haven't met yet, but I immediately recognize like, oh, you're one of mine. You're one of my own. Like, um, like the other day when I recorded Ride Rehab and was like, oh, these are my people. This is my kind of vibe. Um, basically quick spoiler alert here. The thing I did that was awesome was release a video promoting me trying to break a Guinness world record. And because of that, I ended up having a ton of people reach out. I was very lucky this company called Podchaser uh, retweeted it and was like, hey, help him try to reach his goal. And I ended up getting a lot of people messaging me. And it's cool because I now have like eight shows that are interested in having me on. I actually recorded one tonight, so I guess that's something I did to help myself was uh, record a show, even though I felt like crap. But... It, it The best part was finding the people who were basically members of my tribe, the weirdos, the outcasts, the ones who choose to do things differently. Because I had people who were like, Hello, I would be very interested in having you on my podcasts and help you achieve your dream of breaking a world record. And I was like, I'll do the show, but man... You are not setting yourself up for a good time. Because I do believe it is my job as a guest to make sure the show comes off as good as it can. But also, you can only try to fit two puzzle pieces together that don't fit for so many times. Um, But yeah, I've had a few people do that. But then I had people who would reach out and were like, Hey man, would you like to come on our show and be like held captive in the basement of a mall? Oh, but just for a podcast. Like joking with me like that. I I talked to the people who did... uh, you do Oh No Lit Class, which is actually one of my favorite shows. And so I messaged them like, hey, I know we're because we're friends. I was like, can I do your show? And they said, Scotty, you beautiful psychopath message us. So like, it's so easy. And I guess it is one of my weird inklings of being able to kind of tell people instantly. And I know it's not a good vibe to judge a book by its cover because the Ride Rehab guys, I kind of judged that book by its cover and then they turned out amazing. But 
I, I I can usually tell from those first few sentences if they're cool or not. And man, I've got some very exciting opportunities with some very exciting shows coming up, and I just can't wait to do it because like I've I also messaged Jared behind Podcast Movement if he would mind like sharing it, and he said he could he was gonna see what he could do. Pod Chaser shared it. I'm just gonna try to get on as many shows as I can, and I I think I gotta start doing like audio drama gigs too because I think that might be the only way to bump up those numbers because right now I'd have to do one extra show a day, and I already know I don't have one booked for until next Tuesday. I think my next my next show I have booked is a Tuesday, but. Even even still, like, I'm just really excited to get to do all these shows and get to interact with all these new people and kind of find my tribe, and I'm very excited for that. Now, what did I do that was not awesome? I already teased it. Uh, yeah, last night, after getting so excited about all these new shows that want to talk to me, I decided, you know what, Scotty, you haven't tried that old Forester 1920 that you bought. Let's dig into it. It's okay. And I did only end up having about three drinks. I had a basically a half dram, which is one ounce, as opposed to what a drink is, which would be two ounces. I had about five one-ounce pours. And I didn't think I was bad until I realized, oh, no, I haven't eaten yet. So when I got in the car to record last night, I started recording the show. I got, like, halfway through the show. And then Ramble Scotty took over, but not in, like, an entertaining way. When I do this show, I can usually tell when the Ramble goes too far, and it was going too far, and I just consciously looked at my phone and was like, nope, not doing this tonight. And it, it's, it sucks because it came off the heels of Wednesday where I kind of cut that impassioned promo about, like, I want to start kicking ass again. I need to hold myself more accountable. And I do... But the fact that the very next day I slipped off is... I mean, that is kind of the way life works for a lot of people, right? It's like, I'm going to do it and then fall. But, man, it sucks just to look back. I'm sure editing it is going to be really rough to see that turnaround of, I'm going to do it. I'm going to start kicking ass and taking names. Hey, guys, I'm hungover. What's up? And, uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't drink that much. It was just a matter of I didn't eat I didn't eat, and I did not set myself up for success, um, and yeah, I'm thinking I'm probably going to take a majority of the bottles to Blake the next time I go and visit him, and only keep maybe one or two, just enough, like a bottle of scotch, bottle of Irish, a bottle of bourbon, just enough where if I want to make a drink, I can make a drink, if I want something after a long day where I've deserved it, I can make it, but right now... I've got too much, and my addictive personality is going a little insane because of it, and so I went a little over the edge last night, but whatever. Now, what did I do to help myself? And it's the fact that I kept moving today, even though, well, firstly, one thing I did do do to help myself was I slept as much as possible, because I woke up very early with a migraine from hell, very dizzy, and I just remember, like, looking at Ripley like, hey, child of mine, baby, I know you want to party right now, but can we chill? And luckily she was free to chill for a few. So taking a long extended nap helped me a lot. But then the fact that I kind of kept moving throughout the rest of the day, like Emily was sick, so it kind of forced me into doing that. But like I've said in the past, movement kind of begats movement. And so since I was already up and I was already like getting to hang out with Ripley and stuff like that, it ended up 
tricking my brain into making me feel better. Because I'll let you know, I still feel like crap right now. It is almost midnight and I still feel like crap. But I I kept moving and I kept working forward. And then I got to record a great guest spot tonight. It was a really, really fun time. Um, but yeah, yesterday was great. Today, not so much. Uh, and it just reminded me like, hey, dude, you might think you ain't got problems. You still got some problems rattling around up in there. And yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig back in kind of sink my teeth in to try and eat healthier and get back on my BS as it were of ever now I'm gonna go inside and get some sleep and hopefully try to fix my sleep schedule a little bit and I will see you guys tomorrow hey everybody it's me again and bloody today was rough I uh, I stayed up late last night because Ripley wouldn't go to bed, so I was up until probably about four in the morning trying to get that baby to go to bed, and that sucked because today was her birthday party, so I was supposed to get up, get ready, I was supposed to clean out my old car because we're hopefully about to get selling that, and yeah, none of that happened. I think I ended up waking up at 12.15, but we'll get into that when we get into the four pillars of awesomeness. Number one, what am I grateful for? And it's very dumb, but it might be... My favorite, I guess you'd call it, it's not athletic, but my favorite game, and it's pool. I love shooting pool. My dad was, quote unquote, a pool hustler back in like the 80s. He sold pool cues. He was really good at it, so he kind of imposed that on me. And through him and then through the film The Color of Money, I learned to love the game Nine Ball because Nine Ball is such a buck wild game because it's it's really a game about being clever. It is a game about, yes, you are supposed to hit the one, then the two, then the three, then the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. No, it, it's a game about, yes, in the rules, you're supposed to hit those balls. But for me, it's more about tactics. It's about looking and saying, oh, the one ball's here, but I can ricochet it off and hit the nine ball in. And if you, unlike eight ball, if you get the nine ball in at any time, you win. As opposed to eight ball, where you will lose if you make the eight ball before you were supposed to. And so I sat down, I played some nine ball, which I love nine ball because you can play it alone. You can play it on your own or you can play it with somebody else. So I sat down, played some nine ball, and then I taught CJ and his cousins how to play eight ball. So we were sitting there playing eight ball for a few. And it just reminded me how much I love that game. Especially like if I have a day like today where I was very, very depressed and very hard to move. Uh, it, it was something that took me out of myself and let me kind of just focus, focus in on something. Now, what did I do? That was awesome. And it was the fact that despite the fact that Ripley's birthday party was at noon and I woke up at 1215, I still went to her birthday party and I still had an absolutely killer time. My favorite is the baby is so gentle. She like a smash. She got her smash cake, which you are supposed to smash and just consume like a monster. She wouldn't do that. She was just kind of gingerly like playing at the frosting until I had to be the one who grabbed her hand and like smashed it in the cake. And then I was the one making the mess. I think I covered uh, a majority of the people there in frosting because at some point I was just like, then we're supposed to make a mess with this cake. Let's go. Yeah. And I just yeeted cake at people. So that was fun. And then I got to play with my nephews, who they're always a great time. I love those kids so much. They are three absolute maniacs, and they're always fun. And getting to hang out with my family. It was a really, really good time. We were only down there for about two hours, and after a while... 
my I got a little exhausted that you know when you're depressed and you you go in public you are having to tap into your reserves and so I was definitely tapping into some reserves but while those reserves were going I felt very good now what did I do that was not awesome and like I said I was depressed all day but I feel like I could have helped myself because I didn't say anything because essentially what had happened was uh, last night Emily looked at me and she goes, would you rather stay up all night with the baby or wake up with the babies? And so I said, I'll stay up because I'm more used to it. So I stayed up with Ripley. And then the following morning, I hear CJ come in the room and Emily does not wake up. And I'm sitting there like, oh no, am I about to have to pull double duty? Please no. And it wasn't until like 20 minutes in with CJ like digging his knees into my back that Emily finally woke up. And at that point, I was awake. So I was like... Okay. <laughs> okay, cool, dude. So that happened, and then they ended up going to the party without me. Like, they straight up just left me alone there, and I couldn't find my glasses, so I had to drive there blind. So I was very angry, and I was very upset, and I could have easily just pulled Emily aside and told her all of this, because there were numerous times where she was like, are you okay? What's going on? And I didn't lie. I was like, I was like yeah, sure. I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm all right. And clearly there was something wrong, but I wouldn't say anything. And so I feel, I feel like that compounded it. Because, yes, there would have been a difficult conversation that had to be had, but it would have – we would have left that conversation easy. Instead of – basically what it is, instead of spreading out the depression over the length of an entire day, which I did, I could have just, like – fit it all into one moment. I was not very tactical with my time because after the party, I legitimately, I went to the, I went to the house cause I got the thing I did to help myself, Waka Waka, and then uh, two bar- books for uh, Ripley for her birthday. I got her two books written by some of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, I know, I know you didn't think wrestlers made uh, children's books, but they do. So I went home, I read to her and then we, me and her literally napped for the rest of the day. I was in a mode where I was so down that I was like, I can't do anything. I'm just going to sleep. So I literally slept all day, except for the things that I did to help myself, which is I bought a book on improv comedy, literally the book on improv comedy. And so I ended up reading a lot of it, getting a lot of really good advice because I, when me and Blake do our improv, we'll usually start off goofy and the book was like, no, 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 set your normalcy first. That way, whatever you do that is goofy will stand out. Otherwise, it becomes a world of sameness. So I got a lot of really good advice from it. I like it a lot. It reminds me of being in college. Like it reads like a college textbook, but on improv comedy. And I know some people online like the reviews are like this ain't a funny book and i'm like it's not supposed to dude you're supposed to learn from it uh but i learned a lot of really good stuff from it and it got me reading again which is uh, something i do like to do but i rarely do because i am lazy and it's easy to default into that world of like i don't want to read because reading sucks <laughs> but no reading is awesome and it's teaching me some really cool stuff about improv comedy so i got to do that And yeah, it was, man, it was a day from hell. It really was. I was so exhausted all day. I was very depressed. It was a, it was a down day, but at least now I know like, oh, your problem was you didn't talk. Hey, talk tomorrow. Hey, your problem was this, do this tomorrow. And hopefully we can get that resolved and we can talk about that when I see you guys tomorrow, next week. It's the end of the show. You know. Man, it was a... 
It was a week. It really was. It was a week. There was a lot of positivity coming from meeting all of those new people, getting to do the, uh, getting to try to break a Guinness World Record, and hearing all the people get really excited. And at one point, Podchaser, the company I told you guys about that promoted it, legitimately messaged me like, "Hey, would you like to write a guest article for my website?" And I was like. I don't know how to do that at all. If you ask me to write a novel, I can do that. Ask me to write, like, a a short story about pro wrestling, I can do that. No idea how to write an article. So i got to figure out how to do that, because I'd love to be able to get published on that website. But yeah, it was fun meeting all those people. But yeah, there were some ups and downs and some immediate backlash from drinking, because it was like my body, (laughs) I looked at my body, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm ready to get back into drinking, and then two days later, my body was like, no, you weren't, you weren't, he wasn't ready, so yeah, (laughs) it was a rough go, it was a rough go, but for now, let me remind you, if you want to support the show, you can on Patreon, patreon.com slash a load of BS, you get access to exclusive content like me, also, the show where I take some more in-depth looks into some self-help topics. The most recent episode, we looked back at the first episode of Me Again, and we're getting ready for the first ever Me Again book club where I'm going to be reviewing the book Radical Acceptance. It is probably one of my favorite self-help books I've ever read. It really helped me a lot the first time I read it, and I'm really excited to get back into it. So you can get all that on patreon.com slash a load of BS. Pick up your Me Again merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and check out all the other BS Network programs at www.aloadofpurebs.com. But until next time, remember to send your questions, comments, and psychiatric concerns to me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And until next time, don't forget to be awesome, and I won't forget to be me again.